It's the Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. It's time for a Saturday morning rewatch. I'm not going to sing it because you probably just heard me sing it. <laughs> yeah, you're so good at it. But so this week we watched He Man. <laughs> Masters of the Universe. I have the power. <laughs> You know, I've been walking around the house quietly humming to myself, and Wraith is like, what are you humming? And I'm like, it's the He-Man song. And Wraith's like, how does that even go? And I'm going to roll away before I do it. And I turn around and loudly go, because, like, that's how it goes. <laughs> I know. You can't get it out of your head. It's terrible. <laughs> it's such an aggressive, like, electro trumpet sound. <laughs> So to introduce He-Man, to those of you who are unfamiliar by the grace of God, <laughs> you lucky, lucky people, <laughs> He-Man and the Masters of the Universe ran from 1983 to 1985 and has an ungodly number of episodes at 130. Yeah. It's bullshit that there are that many episodes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it was the first cartoon created specifically to sell toys. And I would be more upset about that fact, except that I love Transformers very much, and that was also created to sell toys. It spawned many better iterations, let's say that up front. Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. <laughs> I was kind of fascinated by the fact that the show is controversial, because apparently in 1983, advertising to children was controversial, and fighting in cartoons was super limited. So that just like blew oh, my mind. I was like, that actually explains a major complaint I have. Oh, it explained a lot of things, and I was like, this is yeah. really weird. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying right now. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Like, what violence are you talking about? Like, people killed each other in my cartoons. Yeah, and you were like, ooh, bad guy. <laughs> anyway, the show itself follows the adventures of Prince Adam and his alter ego, He-Man, and his friends slash subjects, the Man-at-Arms, Orko, the terrible magician, Tila, the adopted daughter of Man-at-Arms, and Cringer slash Battlecat, uh, along with a number of other characters. They live in a techno-barbarian world of Eternia, where no one likes to wear pants. Not at all. It's leggings or get out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They do all have laser guns and hovercraft, though, and the main villain is Skeletor, who is hands down the best part of the show. <laughs> Skeletor is most definitely the best part of the show. <laughs> he is assisted by a number of lesser villains, including Evil Lin yes. and Beastman. It took me like three episodes to figure out that Evil Lin's name is literally Evil Lin. Yes, because at first I thought they were saying Eveline. Yeah, like Evelyn, you know? like a normal name, but no. Yeah, no, it's evil, evil and Lin. then Lin. So there, maybe there's a good Lin out there. Well, I looked and I was like, there's no good Lin on the character list. So I was like, why are they calling her Evil Lin? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, like Beast Man is literally a man beast. Skeletor is literally a skeleton. So like in that vein, I can kind of get it being like, right. oh, she's evil. She's evil and a lady. What's a lady name? Lynn, I guess? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And those are the best of the villains. So it only goes downhill from there. Yeah. They get way worse. There's a snake man. He's bad. Like, I watched an episode There's like a Cyclops guy who just turns different shapes on his face. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> There are so many things about this show that I cannot explain. No, this show doesn't make any sense. It is so bad that it somehow ends up being amazing. Yes. 
And again, for those of you who are not aware, the intro is very succinct and tells you that Adam had secret powers revealed to him on the day that he held his sword aloft and said, for the power of Grayskull, and then he transformed into He-Man. That's it. There's no explanation of why he did that. <laughs> Where did he get his sword from? How did he know to lift it up? Whose magic powers are they? Why is Grayskull special? None of those things are ever answered. <laughs> None of those things are answered. <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's just a fact. <laughs> it just is. He just had a sword and lifted it up and said the words and things happened. Yeah, instinct. And it happened. And he also then instinctually pointed it at his pet who became a bigger, yellier cat with unexplained armor on its face and a saddle. I would just like to say that Cringer is green with orange stripes and is the most ungodly cat I can think of. It makes no sense. Okay, so let's just get into it because I have very complicated feelings about Cringer because as a kid, you are like, Cringer is scared. Battle Cat is not dope. Like it's just, Okay, <laughs> yeah. No, I have I have a lot of feelings about Cringer too. I really didn't like the fact that he was like non-consensually transformed in almost every episode. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry I'm clapping. I just blew my audio out. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I was just like, he clearly just stated that he does not want this to occur. No, several times. He can talk. And he said, please don't do this to me. And you did it anyway. And he does this repeatedly throughout several episodes. The first note I have on the very first episode is, does Cringer like being Battle Cat? I kind of feel like no. Literally the first thing. And then in multiple episodes, he's like, oh no, here we go again. And Mm -hmm. it's like, could you just leave the cat alone? I watched an episode where Cringer says the exact words that are about to come out of my mouth. Oh no, don't make me be that mean old Battle Cat again. (laughs) And He-Man literally goes, sorry, old friend, but Battle Cat will be better here than you. I know. I know. It just makes me think like over and over again of the scene in Thor Ragnarok where Thor is talking to Dr. Banner and Dr. Banner is like, I'm useful in fights too. And Thor is like, are you really? Yeah. And he's just like, gross. That's gross, man. You're not my friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a great thing to say. What the fuck? It's so mean and terrible. And also, Battle Cat is kind of an abomination. I really am terrified to find out if the armor on his face is his face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's terrible. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. Battle Cat rarely does anything useful. I mean, Battle Cat's decently useful. He usually is like pouncing on stuff. Yeah. And it seems to be that He-Man mostly needs him for his stamina, which is to say that He-Man will ride Battle Cat places. Like there was an episode I watched about the desert and He-Man rode Battle Cat around in the desert and Battle Cat helped him travel someone so it feels like cringer is like having a sad sidekick and battle cat is having a literal tiger yeah that may be fair considering the fact that cringer appears to be a tiger albeit a green one it's a little confusing to me why he's so scared (laughs) yeah i'm like aren't you an apex predator but i guess in this world with magic barbarians and robots maybe not that's fair maybe he's actually not at all (laughs) yeah it's very confusing and it just seems like if somebody doesn't want to be transformed you should not do it to them yeah and you do this literally all the time (laughs) cringer is very much like oh no i don't want to go on a mission and adam's like come on cringer don't be a stick in the mud and then he transforms into he-man and he-man's like i need battle cat and cringer's like no No. and he-man's like too bad i need battle cat happening anyway (laughs) 
And everybody's fine with this. Like, sometimes people laugh at Cringer in the episodes, and I'm like, guy. That poor cat. <laughs> at one point, he says, I think Prince Adam needs to get a different pet. Oh, <laughs> so sad. It's really upsetting. <laughs> it's like, so you, like, there's two levels of tiger in kids' cartoons. You have, like, Jasmine yeah. and Raja, where Raja is, like, a real tiger, ready to bite people, super big and great and protective. And then you have Cranger, who is just scared all the time and wants no part of this, but is forced into the traditional narrative stereotype of tiger. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's really upsetting. It's super upsetting. Not to mention, as a human who loved Animal Planet, I take sincere issue with Battle Cat's roar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like seven snorts, half roars, and then one big roar continuously. And he never is just like, rawr. No. no. It's always the... And you're like, what is all of this lead up? Why is it necessary literally every single time? I know. It's gross. It's because they use the exact same footage every single time. Every time. The transformation sequence, the sounds, all of it. Which, I mean, on the one hand, all right, you're the first cartoon really doing some of this stuff. That's okay. But on the other hand, wow. (laughs) I said wow so often while watching this. (laughs) Like, not even going to do two different transformations. I was just laughing at things that weren't funny. Yes, because the the whole show is absurd. Yeah. I was like, that's not a joke, but I'm laughing anyway. I can't. <laughs> yeah, like what is happening? Also, the fact that there's never any explanation about what Grey Skull is other than a magic place. It's where the sorceress lives. Yeah, and that's the only place she has power. Yeah, I know. She can turn into a falcon. I don't know. What kind <laughs> of fucking bullshit is that? That like she's apparently all powerful, but only in Grey Skull. And it makes me think of you know how like in the 40s and 50s it was like, well, you know, the little woman has control mm. of the house. But the minute she steps outside, she's a third classist. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Ugh, it just drove me crazy. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know what's happening in the show, so analysis of it is hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. And yeah, Grey Skull's never explained. Oh, it's never explained why Prince Adam has to keep it a secret that he is Yeah, human. that doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for you to keep this identity hidden. No, and it's not even like somebody says it's a conflict of interest because he's also a prince. Nobody says anything about it. Nobody says that. All of the other characters regularly note that Prince Adam is always absent when He-Man shows up. Yeah. Like, Tila is always giving him a hard time because he wasn't there to help when He-Man was there. And you're like, do you not put two and two together here? Like, Right? Or at the very least, do you not get frustrated? Because Tila is constantly, like, helping Prince Adam. And Prince Adam is like, thanks, Tila. I'm gonna go over there. And she's like, okay. And then He-Man's there. She does get mad at him, though. Like, Tila and the king and queen are both like, oh my god, I wish Prince Adam was more like He-Man. And you're like, did you really just say that <laughs> why first of all that's terrible he-man is supposed to be your child slash friend like depending on the person but like also he's literally he-man like did you ha- what <laughs> they have the same haircut but to be fair a lot of the citizens of this world have exactly the same haircut there's only that many people on this planet that are like actual humans <laughs> 
Yeah. And also, again, the notable absence of Prince Adam during all crisis. Mm-hmm. Also, Battle Cat is bigger cringer. I know. How many green slash orange tigers do you have? Based on the show, the answer is one. Because <laughs> it's never, like, to my knowledge, it's not like they go to the secret tiger village. Exactly. What? <laughs> No explanations at all. You just Nothing. get dumped right into this. Which I think is super weird because this show ends on like a moral all the time. Oh, yeah. It always has a lesson at the end because you had to justify the fact that you were advertising toys to children. So we threw in some nonsense lessons. <laughs> Yeah, some of them are, like, before their time and clearly handled badly. Mm-hmm. They're very much gold star you tried, maybe. Like <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are much better than others. So there's one I watched, because I watched all over the place. There's an episode with Orko, the magician, because he's bad. He's a bad Super magician. bad magician. It sucks, but he is. And uh, Man-at-Arms is always, like, punishing him. And so they decide to almost It's a Wonderful Life it, where Orko's like, well, I'll just leave. Nobody wants me around whatever and the sorceress shows him moments after he left where like man at arms is like oh man i'm sorry that i had to punish him but what if he'd really hurt somebody or oh man you know that joke was funny but we can't have him just doing that and the moral of that one was hey the people that love you will sometimes have to punish you for your own safety oh my god (laughs) and they literally just say it and then they're like okay we outie and i'm like What? <laughs> there was another one that was also related to Orko, which was like, practical jokes aren't funny. And you're like, okay, but sometimes they are, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a level. Yeah, I was like, I mean, don't hurt people, but also jokes are funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, if you fill a mayonnaise jar with pudding and freak somebody out, that's hilarious. Nobody gets hurt. It's totally <laughs> right. fine. But if you put a nail on somebody's chair, mm, someone could get tetanus. <laughs> you need to know the levels of pranks to yeah, do. Yeah, but their lessons are just, they just like slap them off. On there. Sometimes they have nothing to do with the episode at all. No, nothing. And they're always said in the most convoluted and least helpful way possible. Yeah. Like the episode where they go over Tila being adopted by mm. Man at Arms. That one ends with, hey, the people that love you are your parents. The end. Well, that one was really weird because it was like, your adoptive parents can also love you. And I was like, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was like actually a nice episode. But then you were like, wait, what? The lesson is literally just like, hey, sometimes your parents aren't blood related. That's fine. It's over now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you saying I'm adopted? <laughs> I don't What? <laughs> Like, the review that I read of that episode, which told me that it was good, so I watched it, was like, this episode is really good, but they never touch on this information again. Exactly! It just is there. Nobody brings up the fact that Tulo is the daughter of the sorceress and was adopted by the man at arms. Okay. Not important going forward. Also, no one addresses the fucking sorceress's need to use memory spells, because there's a couple episodes where she's just like, something terrible has happened. I'm just going to take the memory away. I know. I know. No. (laughs) I was like, y'all don't know what that bitch has done to you. (laughs) Like, you really don't know what's happening because she's just like, oh no, that's unpleasant. Away. Yeah, and you're like, that could have been really important. Yeah, or like, maybe don't encourage people to disassociate. Like, I understand it's a coping mechanism, but like, what the fuck, you bird human? (laughs) Doing. That's completely unethical. It doesn't make... And she just doesn't... She doesn't ask anybody's permission. No, it just happens. 
And also, why does she always talk like this? No, He-Man, I'm fine in the walls of Castle Grayskull. She's magical. And Adam, I need you to come right now. I think my outfit doesn't allow me to breathe. Like, what? <laughs> There's some serious Aryan overtones going on here. Oh my god, everybody in the show is white. Everyone is very, very so white. So <laughs> so blonde. I think that his mom is like the darkest colored hair person. And she has red hair. Oh, that's right. She has red hair. His dad has brown hair. And somehow Adam ended up with blonde hair. Sure, that makes sense, I guess. Genetics. <laughs> yeah, space genetics. Fine. Also, they have established canonically that He-Man lives on an alien planet because there's an episode where his mom yeah. crashed lands on the planet. Yes, that's the Tila episode, because in the beginning she's like remembering yeah. her youth, and she's a human from Earth who crash lands on an alien yeah, world. who was also a space pilot by herself. And then marries the king of this planet. <laughs> How? How are you by yourself? What year did you come from Earth? How did you meet the king? How do you know you could breathe? Did other humans land there before? Like, everything about this show just raises more, more questions. questions. There's so many questions. Oracle is from another dimension. Yeah. He's a bad wizard from another dimension. How did he get here? Accident. Really bad wizard. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of dumbstruck by the vast majority of the show. Like, the first episode that I watched was the Cosmic Comets. Yes. And the plot of that episode is that there's a pair of comets going through space happily, and a hippie wizard accidentally destroys one of the comets, so the comet that is left becomes lonely and then evil. Mm-hmm. So everybody on Eternia has to create a new good comet in order to make the other comet happy again and save the castle. And this plan works. Not only does it work, both comets thank them. I think that the comets talk. I know. It's both upsetting. comets are men. Male voice. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, like... and their orbits, by the way, if you are imagining two comets flying side by side, no. No. <laughs> Imagine two comets wrapping around each other making a constant infinity symbol. Yeah, that's what's happening. Guys, this show is real gay. It's so gay! <laughs> I'm so glad you also think that. It's very gay. Like, it's very gay. I was just watching gay. this, you know, unsuspecting, and I'm like three or four episodes in, and I'm like, it can't just be me. This show is gay as fuck. It's gay. This is, I almost said this gay is a show. <laughs> But it's accurate. But also, it's like He-Man has to fill a hole. So he finds a really big pointy stalagmite. Oh my leans god. <laughs> his back on another wall and then presses it with his really big thighs. And they just show his thighs straining and him <laughs> grunting for a while. And then he knocks it over into the hole and goes, well, that'll fill it up. And oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> what? after another at first yeah. i was like well evil lynn is obviously a lesbian like hands okay. down no questions yes. <laughs> yes, and skeletor all you have to do is listen to him yeah very no much. questions then i was like no wait it's the whole show it's not just the yeah. villains whole show whole show is very very everything gay. about this is as gay as i can imagine yeah man at arms looks like a village person <laughs> And not like a person from a village, but from the band, the village people. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, that's what he looks like. It doesn't make any sense, but it is. Also, can we just talk about, did you watch the episode where Evil Lynn and Tila are stuck in the desert together? (gasps) No. Oh my god. Well, I did, and I ship it now. Oh my (laughs) god. Well, that would be great, because He-Man is completely oblivious to Tila's thirstiness. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. She is always like, oh my god, He-Man is so amazing and hot, and he mm-hmm. does not even acknowledge this in any way. He-Man is consistently just like, hello, friend, let's go on the mission. Yeah, exactly. He's like, let's go fight Skeletor, because that's what I'm here for, and you're like, holy <laughs> shit. And she's like, but what if you stayed on? Like, if it was a, a cartoon that was animated today, she would literally, like, run her fingers down his chest, and he would be like, haha, that tickles. Hi, Skeletor. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, what? (laughs) It's like mind-blowingly gay. It's so gay. Like, as an LGBT person. He-Man's wearing a harness and a loincloth. There are no other clothes. There's no other conclusion. It's just really gay. (laughs) Like, wow. (laughs) Because I thought my memories were tricking me. Because I've always been like, ha He-Man's real gay. Like, in my head. Yeah. I have watched... A bit of He-Man as a kid. I saw like a few episodes, yeah. And going back as an adult. Yeah, it's like, oh no, this is gayer than I remember. Great. Like, <laughs> I mean, I sent you the interview with David Chalpecki, who called it the gayest show that has ever been on TV, and I will link that in the description of this podcast. It's because great. It was great, and as, mm-hmm. as I was listening to it, I was like, okay, it's not just me. This show is that gay. <laughs> yeah, it's very gay, and it's not subtext. It's just there. It's like a fact. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I was just watching this going, this can't just be me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just be imagining this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so much that you really do question yourself a little bit. You're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to imagine that this is a cartoon in the 80s and that mm-hmm. nobody caught on to the fact that it was that gay but I mean as he says in his podcast it just wasn't a thing at the time that you could like openly be so nobody noticed (laughs) yeah like it wasn't a thing anybody talked about also I know we've talked about this before in like Rugrats and maybe a little bit of Captain Planet where we were like I don't think adults were watching us watch this yeah and I think that adults watching what their kids watch has clearly increased exponentially over over time because it starts with stuff like He-Man that nobody was watching their kids watch and holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know they weren't. I know they looked at this and they were like, that's garbage. And their kids were like, I'm amazed by this show. And Mm -hmm. the parents were like, whatever. And the kids kept watching that show and nobody else paid attention. No. And that's why we all watch what our kids watch now because we know. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, wait a fucking minute. (laughs) What the fuck is Skeletor doing right now? Because I know it's gay. (laughs) Yeah, and as we as adults are like, hmm, I realize that more and more as we go through this podcast, you and I are going, oh my god, it makes perfect sense that we're hippies that don't like capitalism (laughs) because look at what we watched as babies. So we're turning to like, you know, our friends' kids and being like, um, (laughs) what you watching there, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Is it real gay? I mean, that's good as long as it's, like, appropriate to your age level. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of stuff in He-Man that I'm pretty sure is not appropriate. No, not even a little bit. I don't think the people Mm-mm. making that show understood why it wasn't appropriate, but man, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's just, wow. We should probably talk about things beyond the fact of how gay the show it is. <laughs> it's hard it's just, to get past that. It's 
so overwhelming. You should definitely watch it because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like pick a random episode. We didn't even watch all the episodes because, A, that would be impossible. Oh, there's too many. I want to keep right going, now. but there's 130. I can't watch them all. No, not at all. Like, we watched a bunch, but like, I don't care. Pick one. Doesn't matter. Pick any of them. And you're like, damn, this is gay. Like... <laughs> no way around it well that was like i had trouble finding a list of best episodes because i ran into like two or three lists that were like people taking the show seriously mm-hmm. and i was like i don't i don't understand how you can watch the show with a straight face and how you can pretend that it's not super gay because honey yeah it's the gayest cartoon i've ever watched <laughs> Also, the show doesn't take itself seriously. Like, as a vehicle for toys, it makes perfect sense. He-Man always has his transformation thing. Battle Cat has a thing on his face. It makes sense because then you update the toy. Their fucking truck talks. Like, everything that could possibly be made into a toy. Even the fucking features of the toy. There is a character whose legs are bouncy springs and his head is flat because he literally launches himself at people. He makes perfect sense. As a toy, as a a physical being, oh (laughs) my god. Orko's hat opens continuously for random big hands to come out of or stupid objects. That makes perfect sense because it means Orko's hat can be a carrying case. Does it make sense of an interdimensional wizard? No. No, it does not make any sense. Like, everything from a show perspective, no sense. Everything from a marketing perspective, absolute sense. That's it. Yeah, that's totally true. (laughs) As a show, it makes absolutely no sense. No, none. Because, like, as a show, Castle Grey Skull makes no sense. I watched an episode titled (laughs) The Secrets of Grayskull. Oh, good. I'm glad one of us watched that because I was like, I bet that tells me something, but I get the feeling you're going to tell me it doesn't. (laughs) No. Do you know what you learn in that episode? The way into Castle Grayskull is to answer a riddle. (laughs) Oh my god. Come on. And Skeletor is really bad at riddles. Oh, Skeletor. He literally traps Orko, keeps him under duress, and like spells him to be like, how do I get into Castle Grayskull? And Orko's like, I really want to watch that now. <laughs> you have to answer the riddle of the door. And he goes, Drat! I'm terrible at riddles! I love Skeletor so much! <laughs> In the comment episode, Skeletor calls Beastman like furry coward, and I'm just like, you are everything I ever wanted in a villain. Like, you're so mean to your minions. Oh god, he's amazing. He's incompetent, but he's loud and he's wonderful. And this is why I actually really love Evelyn, because she is so not down to clown, because he sends her out to do stuff all the time, and they show her being like, why don't you get it yourself? Or just I like, know, I know. I'm not doing this for Skeletor, I'm doing it for me. I'm not 100% sure why Evelyn is not in charge, because she is definitely right? more badass. Exactly, and I really think it's just because He-Man beats up Skeletor all the time, and she's like, mm, yeah. I'm not gonna do i'm not taking power until it's like an ultimate power grab that i can do yeah she's hanging back but like back to the secret of grayskull so he makes it in (laughs) and he tries to capture the sorceress but by now the sorceress has been like lol he man can you get orko off a rocket because again (laughs) makes sense as toys not sense as story so that she can then kick skeletor out and so he man does and she goes, great, I have all the power I need here. And she kicks them out. That's it. That's the whole episode. Oh my god. I gotta say, I watched like three different episodes that had nothing to do with each other. And Skeletor hid behind curtains. Like, repeatedly. <laughs> 
Even one time when he was invisible, he hid behind mm-hmm. the curtain. That sounds very much like him. <laughs> Like, like so wow oh my god i will say and this is me being like get ready for another episode but skeletor makes no sense until you watch shira it's shira that makes skeletor make sense shira makes a lot of things make sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll talk about her yeah we'll get to her in a different episode but like looking at he-man it's like what the fuck <laughs> Yeah, no, they don't explain anything. They don't give you Nothing. reasons. No. It just is. Like, you don't know why Skeletor wants to take over Eternia, except that he just you know, does. he's evil, and that's what evil people do. Yep. Except that, obviously, he wants to throw a disco party, and no one will let him. No. <laughs> so many of his powers are just bright lasers. Oh, my God. Where he's just going, <laughs> you're like, okay, Skeletor. <laughs> that was a really good Skeletor laugh. <laughs> I can do that. Like, he's one of the rare things I can imitate pretty decently. That's such a good skill. You should cultivate that. You could cosplay Skeletor because that would be amazing. (laughs) That would actually be really good. Maybe I should do a podcast episode and, like, a lot of his voice. Just like, this week we watched something terrible. (laughs) He's so sarcastic. I mean, all the time sarcastic. Yeah, oh, completely. Oh my god, and he's just berating everybody. Like, I know that villains in cartoons are always mean to their sidekicks, but he's not mean in the way that, like, the eco-terrorists were in Captain Planet where you were like, oh no, this is abuse. (laughs) He's always just like, maybe these lackeys will get it done finally, (laughs) or I'll do it myself. (laughs) Like, it's just... He is just, like, next level sassy all the time for no reason. Just because it's like he hates what he has to work with. Yes, you're just like, I see. I see that you're just really mad that Beastman is what you have to deal with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, okay, on the one hand, the villains are stupid, but the way that He-Man deals with them is dumb as well. Like, in the first episode, he kicks Evil Lynn and Beastman into the mud, makes a pun about it, and everyone goes home. Yeah. That's That's it. (laughs) So that's why the censorship thing was super fascinating to me. Yeah. Because they were like, well, you can't really, like, punch people or use a sword. That's why he's always throwing people in the mud. Oh. Okay, it's ridiculous that that was a rule. And I didn't know that. That's so dumb. That's so dumb, considering his whole deal is because of his sword. I know. I know. I was like, okay, but he has a sword. (laughs) I guess I gotta follow my own advice. It makes toy sense for him to have a sword, but it doesn't have to make cartoon sense for him to have a sword. He just does. He's he-man. I didn't know there were all these rules about cartoons. I mean, again, 90s kid here. Mm -hmm. The shit I saw in cartoons was real. Forget cartoons. My books were messed up. Oh, no. I was like, <laughs> like, wow. I did not grow up in an era where I was shielded, so I don't no. know. It's just like, it's fine. It says kids appropriate on there. Let's go. It's fine. I guess like sometime between 1983 and 1993, they were just like, whatever. Show them whatever you want, I guess. It's fine. I think they just got tired. Like, after censoring, like, He-Man and stuff so much. Then it's like, well, I guess the kids are fine. Let's just stop. And so we ended up with stuff where it was like, here you go. And we're like, whoa, are you giving me cake for dinner? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> also, murder. It's cool, right? It's fine. And you're like, uh, I understand that all those words you're using are like stand-ins for actual swearing. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> holy gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
heck. <laughs> like, let's just throw it all in there. It's fine, right? Yeah, it's fine. They won't notice. And meanwhile, little kids are like, I know what, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You go back and you're like, Kid Jess, Kid Kelly, how do you know a bad guy? He rapes people and he knocks them <laughs> off cliffs. And you're like, whoa, wait. What? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, I saw it. That bad guy knocked somebody off a cliff. But what about the rape part? Oh, that was inferred. <laughs> that was inferred. I mean, he's just bad. Also, he's purple. <laughs> yes. He's purple and he's muscly. And that's how I know he's bad. Skeletor is ripped. Oh my god. Like, the only reason like, he how? doesn't seem crazy ripped is because He-Man is also in this show. I know. But all of them are. Like, even Beast-Man is super... None of the women are. No, they're all, all the very women are, like, fine. perfectly spelt and, like, hourglassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But most of the men are totally ripped for no reason. No. Prince Adam does not exercise, but he's still no. ripped. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, okay. Okay. I guess this is fine. Sure. Like, random villagers in the background are ripped. <laughs> Everybody has really well-developed calves. That's why they don't wear pants, I guess. I guess. <laughs> it's not leggings all the time or nothing. They do not like pants at all. No one wears pants. At first, I was like, this is weird. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. No one is wearing pants. Yeah! Like, you think it's like He-Man and Skeletor, and then they show you crowd shots, and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> No. Sometimes they wear leggings. That's it. Yeah. That's the closest there you get. There are two types of people that are covered completely in the show which is yep mm-hmm. the queen <laughs> that's it <laughs> the queen you're right she does have a full dress on maybe she she's a, a witch and we don't dress. know about it <gasps> oh shit yeah that would make sense <laughs> <laughs> she's from earth but even then like evelyn is wearing a leotard and a cape and a headdress yeah which i mean as somebody who occasionally does themed outfits for really crazy parties noise yeah cute look she's ready to go yeah but as somebody who is gonna fight a man whose name is man man because he's <laughs> the strongest man oh god i mean on the wikipedia page it's like yeah they went for a super generic name because they wanted to sell more toys and i was like mm-hmm. fuck my god they're just like we need to make him like really stereotypical so that we can sell a lot yeah. and i was like you really took that all to the extreme you maxed out all of those characteristics if you ever want to know like why do boys have unrealistic and very strange power fantasies go look at he-man like he-man is the exemplary reference for how do we mess up boys yep that's it make them watch he-man <laughs> Yeah, and not tell them that it's really gay. <laughs> no, let's not tell them that it's really gay. Let's not tell them that his name is Man Man. Let's not tell them that Prince Adam can be anything other than a joke to everyone. And that there's no other type of man except Jack. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only kind of man you're supposed to want to be. Like, even, again, crowd shots of people in the kingdoms that he protects, they're all real big. Like, they're just big, burly dude, unless they're old. That's it. The options are big, yeah, burly dude, you can be old, old. And then you can be a hippie, which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, in the Tila episode where she's trying to find her mom, they go to the Oracle, and the Oracle mm-hmm. is obviously a hippie. Yep. Long flowing hair. And the with the comments, I was like, okay, so all old people are hippies. That's really interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said magic users. Like, older magic users, not just witches, can be clothed. Because he's in a long tunic. Yeah. His legging days are behind him. Yeah, which is too bad. I mean, if he had been in leggings, I would have just lost my mind. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. 
Especially with his stupid voice where he was just laughing. Like, look, if you guys really just don't believe us, just watch the first episode. Just watch, just watch the first episode of He-Man and you'll be like, oh god, they were right. Yeah. It's crazy sauce. I even skipped ahead. I watched here, there, Skeletors everywhere because I was like, I need to see if the show stays the way it is. Oh my gosh, I didn't watch that one. Uh, It's hilarious because Skeletor hides behind a curtain and steals a duplication machine, but the machine has a flaw still, so it makes things like half the size of the original. <laughs> so Skeletor creates like <laughs> dozens of himself, but like half-sized. <laughs> it's hilarious. The only thing that has changed is that everyone knows this show is a joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like that hypothetical question where it's like, would you rather fight a hundred duck-sized yeah. horses or one horse-sized duck? Yeah, no, and it's great. And actually, He-Man is not stupid because he's like, I know how to beat this. I will ask the little Skeletors which one of them is going to be in charge. And then they all start fighting each other. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's actually perfect. perfect. That's exactly that's what should happen. That's actually the really best way to deal with this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so it. it was really funny. But I was like, yeah, okay, so this show is just ridiculous all the way through. It never oh, changes. Yeah. yeah, I watched what I think was one of the last episodes. It's in season two, episode 56. And it's literally a snake man frames He-Man for putting out the eternal flame of the snake people. Wow. And when they find out that the snake dude was lying like his name is literally like snakey man oh, wow so <laughs> <laughs> they don't try that hard i mean one of the main no. characters is man at arms <laughs> yeah that's literally who he is it might have been like you know cobra like that's it fine whatever anyway so the king is like oh i'd heard you turn to evil and he's like nope i'm just here with this guy who put our <laughs> flame out and he was like no and the snake king's like well i know this snake guy i don't know you so dungeon i guess and he was like what and so <laughs> Then it turns out that the snake man, of course, framed him, and he put out the eternal flame, but he thought he was going to be able to just turn it back on again, and he couldn't. And so then they freed He-Man, and they're like, oh, wait, this guy totally lied. He-Man, can you save us? Oh, wow. (laughs) So He-Man, once again, grabs a stalactite and spins with it and drills into the earth until he finds some lava to relight their eternal flame so all the snake people don't have to hibernate and die. That's amazing. Yep. (laughs) It's still stupid. I know. And the ending on that one is so just like, hey, maybe take a second look before you make a decision. Wow. To sit. (laughs) Describing these plots to people is really hard. Mm -hmm. Look, I know it sounds like a fever dream. Yeah. Because it is. They sound insane. (laughs) They're very insane. It doesn't make any sense. No. (sighs) Okay. Outside of, like, Cringer being forced into this, He-Man being really gay and really ridiculous, Evelyn being weirdly badass, and Skeletor being absolutely hilarious, did we miss anything that we wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. Okay, because, like, I could spend an hour spend just so continually talking about how dumb this show is, but there's a point where you gotta go, okay, you get it, it's dumb and gay, and if you don't get it, like, let me also preface, it doesn't have to be gay and dumb. It could be dumb and not gay, and it could be gay and not dumb, but but it is both gay and dumb. (laughs) It is, again, like, off the charts gay. (laughs) And so ridiculous that it somehow Mm -hmm. makes you want to keep watching. 
Oh yeah, it's like legitimately though, if you wanted to drink too much, if you wanted to get really wasted, let's say that, have a bunch of friends over, pick seven He-Man episodes, okay? And just take a sip of alcohol of choice, not a chug or nothing, just a sip. Anytime one of these three things happens, one, He-Man transforms, two, someone says something really gay, <laughs> three, a plot point does not make sense. He's gonna be so drunk. You would be wasted. <laughs> By, like, the third episode. Yes! I don't think you'd make it through seven episodes. I don't think so. I really don't. He-Man transformed multiple times in a lot of episodes. Most episodes, he gets at least two transformations in. Yeah, and at least. the whole show is just... Uh, I don't even know yeah. how you would know when to drink because the whole thing is gay. It would just be, like, oh, constant. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, super... To the point where no one can deny... Like, if one person goes, that was gay, and everybody's like, mmm, okay. I mean, every time no. Skeletor showed up, you'd just be like, mm-hmm, yep. Oh, yeah, that's gay. Like, that's leather daddy gay right there. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> no doubts. Oh, my God. Now I want someone to do a leather daddy skeleton outfit. You know what? As it comes out of my mouth, I realize someone has probably <laughs> already done that. Like, it's just me being like... I think that they have based on the cursory glance I took through the Googles. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, your girl has not Googled that, and I bet all I would have to do is Google it and find multiple options. You would find <laughs> a rabbit hole from which you may not return. <laughs> So be warned. Oh my god. So yeah, if you just want a fun, good time that maybe you won't remember. And when I say He-Man transforms twice an episode, that is excluding the opening sequence. Yeah. So don't count the opening sequence for anything gay, ridiculous, Cause it like is, sassy, <laughs> or transformation. Because it is. It just is naturally. It's true, they're not really hiding things from you. The opening sequence no. pretty much tells you what you're in for. Yeah, and there's nothing else. Like, there's nothing else that's consistent yeah. outside of the fact that Adam is He-Man, he holds his sword up and yells, Cringer becomes Battle Cat, Man-at-Arms knows, and Orko knows, and the Sorceress is around. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay, so stuff that's been done outside of the original show, it's been rebooted twice. But not very successfully. That was in 1990 and then again in 2002. Uh, and the 2002 reboot is actually really the only reason I'm familiar with original He-Man. Because they played the new one on Cartoon Network. So we saw some of that and we saw some of the old ones. And we were not that into He-Man as kids. Yeah. I feel like as soon as you've seen other cartoons, He-Man becomes less appealing by like exponential amounts yeah well it's bad <laughs> yeah it's very bad like it's funny the production quality alone is terrible <laughs> i literally have a note in all caps that just says what the fuck with these walk cycles mm -hmm. yeah like it's insane <laughs> I mean, I think I saw them reuse the same, like, Tilo rolling away from something, like, three yes. times. I only watched, like, seven episodes, so. They're all so bad, though. Every time anybody walks anywhere, I'm just like, that's not how legs move. No, it's weird. Not just for women, weird. but for men and women. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah, it's everybody. Even Cringer has a weird walk cycle. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, it was rebooted twice. Not very successfully. There's a lot of comic books, and apparently they answer some questions in the comics. And of course, there are many, many toys, because the point of this show is to sell toys. Yes. There's also a movie in 1987. I don't know why. I don't want to know anything about it. <laughs> so there's been nothing but toys and comics for a few years, so I feel like we're coming up on another reboot attempt. And personally, I would just love a show that was only about Skeletor. <laughs> I would actually love that too. Again, like plugging the She-Ra episode, he makes sense. 
he actually has some origin shit that makes sense. But Skeletor just as like a ridiculous villain. Great. I just want to show it's like a fake reality show about Skeletor ah. attempting to like plot and take over Eternia. Like, <laughs> oh my god, you could have the like side shots of all of the villains talking. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so funny. Real world evil Eternia would be so good. It would be so good. That good. would just be amazing. You're so right on the money. <laughs> Someone should make this like immediately. Oh my god. Yes. Anybody who wants to do that, please do it. I'll watch it. Yeah. Because to be perfectly honest, the show, it's not good. There's so many plot holes. And if you fix them, it's less interesting. I think that's the weirdest part about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want it to be good, which I think is what went wrong with the reboots is they like probably mm-hmm. tried to make a good cartoon and everyone was like, you're missing yeah. the point. The point is that this is terrible. Yeah. Like that's really the only thing that makes it worth watching at all is how bad it is. Okay. Even if you just make it up and say, okay, Adam has a destiny to protect Eternia because every fifth prince of Eternia has to be He-Man. Okay. I'm over it. And okay, let's say the secrets of Castle Grayskull are just like, there's a magic power at the center of it. And that's why they can't let Skeletor in because he'd become He-Man. Like the most manly man. (laughs) Now it just sounds like a dark reboot and it's stupid. Like I don't care. It's not interesting anymore. Yeah. It's any other chosen boy story. Like it's boring. Yeah. Uh, Somehow when you make it better, it's less good. It's less good. It's just like, okay, what makes this different from anything else? But the absurdity and the unabashed gayness of it because no one was really aware of how gay it was are the things that make it charming i think that julia would say it's the camp that makes it yes. work and i think she would yes 100 percent. Right. so if you feel like embracing camp go watch he-man you should watch like at least one random episode anyway because it will blow yeah. your mind <laughs> Oh, completely. Like, even with us having spent all this time telling you about it, you won't be ready. No, I can't prepare you for that. Yeah, I thought I was going to be ready, and I was not. Like, (laughs) wow. Like, we are two people who decided to do a podcast about cartoons because of how many cartoons we watched Mm -hmm. and remembered fully. We weren't ready for (laughs) He-Man. No, it was before our time, and even though I'd seen it before, I was still just like, this is blowing my mind. I don't understand what's happening at all. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. So, I don't even know how to star this. I've been thinking about it, like, all day, and I was like, I don't know. It's both good and bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to rate it. I give it a gray skull. Okay. I give it a gray skull. That's it. That's all I can do. I'm going to give it one Skeletor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's way better. (laughs) It's impossible to rate. It is only unto it itself is. and you just yeah. have to take it for what it is i give it one very cheesy thumbs up directly into camera <laughs> <laughs> there you go i'm gonna give it the glitter and sparkle it deserves yeah exactly and like i know i've joked a lot about how bad it is but honestly just watch one episode watch it with drunk friends watch it while you're high it's just man <laughs> yeah i really want to watch it drunk because i haven't done that yet i think i would just die laughing yeah i mean even just watching it sober is fun for one episode but then you're sort of like wow should i stay sober <laughs> yeah yes that's exactly i was like I could get through, like, three episodes, but the whole time I was like, Mm -hmm. I should be drunk. (laughs) Not gonna lie, I definitely watched the first one and then just opened the cider (laughs) and just drank it while I watched the others. I was not drunk, but I was definitely, like, drinking. yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, 
on Friday, my roommate and I were drunk, and I made her watch the comment episode because I was like, I <laughs> need you to know what I'm going through right now. Yeah, you just need to understand. <laughs> I explained what was going to happen, and she was still like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I can't answer your questions. There is no explanation for this. Yeah. Not now, not later. <laughs> He-Man is the nicer version of if you taste something weird and you're like, taste this. Is it good or bad? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <sighs> okay. Okay. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah. Just watch it. <laughs> or don't. That's fine. You don't have to, but you know, do it. <laughs> He-Man and the <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Dun, 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 <laughs> Alright, bye. <laughs> this show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we use is sung by Kelly and can only be found here. You can find links for more info in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at Adjective Sphinx or email us at adjectivesphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.